Coming up next on the Jeff Curley Show, podcasting has gotten super cool. All companies are jumping into the game, but what you don't know about it can hurt you. We'll be talking to a nationally known podcasting thought leader next. Many are predicting that the worst is yet to come, which is unfortunate, said one person here. Until now, they've enjoyed the reputation of being the nation's icebox. Watched a burglar in his home this morning by webcam. As a journalist of over 25 years, stories are what make my world turn. Reporting live from the Dallas Newsroom tonight, Jeff Curley, Fox 4 News. But in 2008, I took the jump from my familiar life and started a PR firm from my home. We're talking about anyone with a camcorder like the one I'm using becomes a television network. We started slowly growing the company and we now have over a hundred clients and we've branched into the world of live digital broadcasting. I now own eight different TV studios and have a huge team. And the stories that I now get to share are sometimes the most important of my life. Life has a funny way of coming around full circle. This is the Jeff Crilly Show. Well, my daughter, Sarah, came to me about four years ago. She's my vice president. She says, Daddy, we need to start a podcast division. I laughed at her, but now four years later, it's taking up uh, more than half of the company, more than half of the company's revenues comes from podcasting. To talk about that, a nationally known expert on podcasting, Erin uh, Greger. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much for yeah. having me. Happy now, to be here. We've known each other for a long time. Long time. Probably way back when I was promoting my book in the early 2000s, and I've watched you grow. So tell us about the, I know you've uh, you've run several businesses and uh, yeah. you've uh, been a consultant for many years. Tell us about the podcast journey. Yeah. So I've, as you mentioned, I, well, I'm an accidental entrepreneur. I literally got the idea, came home and Googled, how do I start a business? Right. Mm -hmm. That grew to 12 full-time employees, sold that, bought out competitors. And through that, I've built and sold a few other businesses. There's always been an underlying what worked really well. And it was content. And the beginning was a blog and I would just tell stories. And what I found was I could drive people through Google, but it was the story that sold them on us. And that's why they hired us. So fast forward, I was starting an online company back in 2013, 2014. I'm like, okay, this is a new industry. How do I start? Heard my first podcast and fell in love with it. Wow. And so I started that. And through that, it's really been building not just the content, but how do you cycle it all with what you're putting out there? The content starts, how does it return an ROI back to you? How do you get more listeners to return an ROI? And the ROI can mean many different things for companies, but really helping to build that so businesses can utilize this medium. Because like you said, it's grown yes. so much, uh, but you can't look at, uh, at it as a vanity project. How does it really in integrate in your business. Yes, okay, we're gonna drill down deeper in a minute, but I wanna show the website, and as we scroll down the website, mm -hmm. I was just so impressed with so many things that you're involved in, and people can plug in at different levels, yes. right? So what are some of the ways people can engage you? Yeah, so we have anywhere, February 1st, we're launching a membership site where if you're not ready to hire someone quite yet to do it for you, but you're trying, like, it's overwhelming. I mean, and the thing is, like, if you want to start a podcast, what, what are, like, 20 hosting sites, right? And you could just spend all your time figuring out how to, what hosting site to get on. So we really want to simplify that and help you understand how to drive, what kind of content you're creating, how do you drive traffic to it, et cetera, really, uh, 
simply all the way from, you know, if you want to just help us set out a strategy for you, all the way to recording for you, we can kind of do it all depending sure. on where you're at. One of the things I love about Aaron is there are so many gurus out there that says, if you pay me money, I'll give you <laughs> secrets. But uh, for free, you can go on to YouTube and find just dozens and dozens of great tips like this one. So I would say that advertising on podcast players is one of the best things you can do. So you certainly should try your best to get featured on Apple in the carousel on Apple. Now that is a PR move and you need to find the right person there who's going to feature you. So you have to get strategic about that. But beyond that, you can buy ads, like I said, on CastBox, on Player FM, on Overcast, Castos, I believe as well. I think Podbean you can buy ads on. And we have had the the podcast that we represent, I have heard time and time again that that's one of the best ways to grow an audience because you're in the player where people are already listening. And, you know, yes, most people are going to listen through Spotify or Apple, but there is a good chunk of people who listen to, through these players. The other thing that I don't think we're doing enough of right now is running ads on Spotify. So Spotify has AudioServe, which is a platform where you can go in and buy ads. <clears throat> they have a $250 minimum right now, which is obviously really inexpensive. So you could actually advertise your podcast through AudioServe on Spotify and run ads on other podcasts. And I think that that to me is a really good next step that's kind of in, in conjunction with those podcast players, because obviously then you're advertising to somebody on Spotify that's already listening to a podcast. One of the things I love, Aaron, is uh, you can broadcast or you can narrowcast. So I'm a big fan of Friday Night Lights. In fact, uh, we had Brad Leland on the show a couple of weeks ago. And so I started uh, Googling around, are there podcasts for Friday Night Live fans? And I, I was shocked to discover there's like three or four. Oh, and I they're like imagine. dissecting episodes that were filmed a decade ago. So uh, talk a little bit about how you can become a thought leader on a, like a narrow subject. Yeah, I think it's what's so important to realize too. You don't, ha and honestly, the more narrow you go, the better. A, a lot of people will come to, how do I get sponsorship? Well, if you're super broad, it's going to be much harder. Where I've I've had clients, uh, he was he sold insurance in the trucking industry. Like you know, even if you get fifty people to listen to that, whoever is listening right. to that, you know your audience, right? So that's where if you can niche down, it's so important, and you know really. It, you, I, I had to learn that I always kind of had this thing for leadership or to be a thought leader. I don't know who was going to tap my shoulder and tell me I could be a leader, but somebody was. It wasn't up to me, right? And it took me too many years to figure out, no, I can develop myself as a leader. And I, you, know, you don't have to go out there and say, I'm the end-all be-all in this topic. But you can even start a podcast to share your journey within that pod, mm. you know, within that, like you're learning along with them. And if you're being yes. honest and true, start it. But you don't need any permission for anybody to say you should start a podcast in this. You, sh you should. Yes. I'm giving you permission. <laughs> and, and, and I love that. And, and uh, you get smarter as you go along. I mean, yes. imagine, you know, I'm doing my show sometimes two or three times a day. I'm getting so much smarter on so many different topics 100%. because I'm interviewing people and learning stuff every single day. Yes. And so you can start a podcast without having completely thought out the journey. And actually, uh, I'm a big fan of the expression, jump off the cliff and build your wings as you fall. Yes. So um, for the person who has is overthinking this and they're just like, they're, they're coming up with a mil million reasons why not to podcast, what would you say to that person? 
Oh, just start. I mean, at, at any place, like, you know, like I said, we help businesses specifically for that ROI. But what, I mean, even if you're working in corporate America, like start interviewing people in your industry. And I'm going to tell you how, like, think of how much easier that is to get a job. People are going to know you. People are going, I see people now getting hired just because they do have such a following. They do, they have established such thought leadership that people are like, you're going to make us look more serious about a particular topic or creating this. So I, I can't tell you how important it is to start, you know, think of it this way too, if you wanted to, like you were saying how you learn stuff. If I were to call somebody and say, hey, can I pick your brain for 30 minutes? They may, they may answer that call, but it's be very light. If I call and say, listen, I think you're amazing at what you do. Do you mind if I put you out to my audience and, and interview you? People are going to jump on that all day. And so it's just that, and you can just start building a network through it. You can just start, it's so much more than just the 30 minutes to 45 minutes of content. It's yes. just, it's so much more, but I can't say enough to start it. So the other thing I hear is, oh, Jeff, you're a natural at this because you did all this television news. Yeah. I would suggest that y you might be surprised at how good you are. Mm -hmm. Like you've always been a gifted communicator, mm -hmm. but the fact that you host podcasts and teach people how to host podcasts makes you, I think, just a better communicator, yeah. better interviewer. I agree. And I'm going to be, it took me 10 years. Luckily in my corporate life, I had to listen to my own voice. It took me 10 years to be okay with my own voice. Like a lot of people, I hate my own voice. I hate the way I look. Like you, you don't wait till you like it or don't wait till you're comfortable because your yes. first interviews are probably not going to be great. That's okay. My first interviews, but they still are out there generating right. leads for us. Right. So, and they're not the best, but it's sure. like riding a bicycle. You're going to get better at it. And the McDonald's that started in the 50s is different than the McDonald's today. But exactly. sometimes you got to start with a basic burger. Yes. So um, I want to brag about you for a little bit. We've got some pictures off of Facebook. And I, yeah. first, let's talk about this. Okay. Me. Okay. So Shark Tank and help me with his name again. Robert Hershevac. Yes. 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 Uh, tell us about that interview. Yeah, so this is a really awesome opportunity. Uh, I created an event. I was getting on a plane one time to fly to San Francisco, and I'm like, you know, I'm sick of flying across the country to go to events, but not in my own backyard, so I'm going to create something in my own backyard. So I created the Entrepreneur Summit. Uh, second year, I like put out what my big, who my big dream was, reached out to his team, and they're like, yes, he's available. I'm like, that's amazing. Let's do this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he came. He was I can't say so enough nice. amazing. He was so amazing. And just, there are still, I mean, that was five years ago, probably. And I still have the clips from that event and they're still so relevant. And he just, he had so much great insight, so inspiring. Sure. And still probably one of, outside of my children and my husband, one of the highlights. Really? Of my That's yes, cool. he was awesome. All right, we've got another picture. Uh, tell me if you remember this. That was my first event. So oh, cool. this is, yeah. So that was a picture from my very first event. So. Three, I did it in three months from concept to event and then created a live events masterclass behind that for people who wanted to try to figure out how to start their own event. Because there's a lot to learn, just how you deal with hotels, how you get speakers, what do you want to look for, how you manage the whole thing, how you budget it. I had a whole nice little spread. I still have it if anybody wants it, but a great spreadsheet of how you measure out where your income is going to come from what your costs are going to be, kind of what you need to yes. accommodate for. So yeah, I always turn what I do into helping others. And so she's not just a podcast thought leader and a great broadcaster and interviewer. She's also a best-selling author. Let's, yes. put up, let's put up your book. Tell us about Master uh, the Start. So, you know, as I said, I was an accidental entrepreneur. And what I learned about entrepreneurship 
is you can make all the excuses that I don't know what to do. Uh, I'm not sure how to do this. Everything is out there now. I mean, you could listen to podcasts on any topic and figure out how to start and grow your business. It's all here. It's all here. There's, I just heard a uh, quote the other day. It's like 5% knowledge and strategy, and it's 95% mindset of mm. building a business. I'm sure you can sure. agree with that. So I wanted to, again, just I've had success just Googling, like, how do I hire an employee? Like, what do I need? How do I do this? To being able to sell those businesses I never dreamed I yes. would sell. And I just wanted to help people like understand, all right, get out of your own way. You can do this. We are truly at a time where you can make money doing any, like you could have yes. any interest in the world and you could make a business case of how to make money doing that. So what are you waiting for? Jump in. It. Okay. Uh, let's give some advice. Cause I know we've got this whole quiet quitting going on. There's a lot yes. of people who really hate their nine to five. Uh, not everybody's cut out to be an entrepreneur. It's different being an entrepreneur. Right. And you went from the corporate world to yeah. entrepreneurship. Uh, how do you know if you're cut out to be an entrepreneur? Oh, you've got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. I think that's the biggest thing you, because at every level of entrepreneurship, you are at a level you're not familiar with. And the thing is like, I've started businesses, sold them. And I kind of thought I could cut in the line a little bit when I started the second one. Right. But I can't like, there's still, you got to start from scratch every time. So I would say, even if you don't, if you're, you know, you don't like discomfort, if you can learn to do that or even just understanding your strengths. So I know there's a lot of talk out there right now about entrepreneurship and to have a, like the creator, the thought leader, the thinker, and then have the integrator. So maybe if you're one versus the other, you could find a business partner or, you know, somebody to work with you to help fill in that other blank, but really know your strengths too. So maybe I'm not quite comfortable with this yet. And you know what, if we've got so much flexibility now, if you're working remotely, if you're, you know, start your feet, like put your toe in the water, see how it works, see what you think. And then, you know, if you love it, if it's great, if you're, wow, okay, I'm a little uncomfortable, but I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to do it. You know, whatever it is, start that. And you just see where it, see where it goes. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I really admire you and you're going to have to come back on the show. We're going to end <laughs> with the website, which is AaronGregor.com. Yes. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me, Jeff. That's it for now. We'll see you next time.